Join the big show Friday at the warehouse from 2 to 7 p.m. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. I'm ready for you. Boom! Oh, man. So we were just discussing. <laughs> we were just discussing the Utes, the craziness in the Pac-12, and how big the month of October is going to be for the Utes. Not just with these first two games, USC and ASU, which we've been looking forward to. Oh, for literally a long the rest time. of the month. But then Oregon State and UCLA look Great out, month. and we were just talking about UCLA. They don't have the pass defense. ASU exploited when they chose to, but they ran a lot and then hit on a few big pass plays. But they That's hit when they needed offense, to. Yeah. When they were backed up there in their own end zone, they threw a ball 30, 35 yards downfield, got a 50-yard gain out of it with a catch and run. It was a big play. Yep. And it occurs to me that we can pivot from that to the BYU-Boise State game without missing a beat because isn't that how the Cougars are going to have to attack the Broncos? You got Tyler Algier. You know the Broncos are ranked 106th in rush defense. They are going to have to bring an extra defender up to stop Tyler. Probably going to run Algier anyway and see where oh, they get with that. They are. But you also know that means the extra safety's up. There's going to be man coverage outside. There's going to be a chance. Oh, you're to breaking hit it down. Like it is. I like it, man. He's not just a hoop guy bringing the safety down. Yeah. Yeah. It's cold in here traditionally. Not so bad today, but I just got a lot warmer. <sighs> I did, I did that hot air, probably heated this up a good two and a half degrees. Now when you start jargoning me football. Yeah, I think we well, went from. And the tight end's going to be chip locking the backer off the A gap. So I, mean, I didn't yeah. say that. Now you're making stuff up. <laughs> I think we just went from 46 degrees to 48 and a half degrees in here with me belching Man, out that hot air. Look at that. The safety's going to come down, calling audibles. Oh, man, this is. Geez, I'm gonna, let me get on my notepad. Now that you're done mocking me, are you going to agree with me? <laughs> I don't you're know. Not this, bring me. the safety down. What, 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 what was he up? I don't know what that means. I mean, come on. You do too. You're lying. <laughs> I think BYU approaches games for the BYU fan perspective. It really isn't about Boise. It is a an absolute repeat of last season because we're at the same point this season as last season. Only they have a better schedule this year on paper going forward, right? So it's about finding ways to win and check off that game, check off the next game, keep checking them off, and see if you can finish 12-0. and As crazy as it sounds for a program that before last season had been so mediocre, that's where we are. That's where we were last year. And they didn't get it done against Coastal, obviously. And and you fans like to make fun of Coastal Carolina, but I believe they're ranked. Uh, so. They are. Number 16 <laughs> yeah. this week. So they lost in a game with little preparation to a program that, at least rankings-wise, is way better than yours. Even though I don't believe it, but nevertheless... <laughs> Uh, the rankings indicate as such. So if you, that's the big picture for BYU. It's get through this week, and then man, we got another few days to catch our breath and try to keep this train going and see if it literally can get to the end of the tracks. Because wow, that would be something. Now individually, BYU is going to do what they're going to do. I don't see where nothing, nothing changes. It whether it's Conover. Or they decide that Hall, last second, we can play him. You know, I believe Conover's going to play. They'll make their decision. I'm not breaking news here. I don't want those guys to get mad at me. 
as far as the court, because it doesn't matter. Who cares? The quarter, I mean, you care, but whether I tell you it's going to be, it's going it, on Saturday, the, if it's the kid, he'll run out and take the snap, so we'll all see it. So just be patient, and you'll, you'll see it. But I don't think the game plan changes at all. Really? No. You didn't think the second half, okay, is that because Connor that's, has a week to the prepare? Other day. Yeah, the other yeah. day it changed. But you think with a week to prepare, they'll be cutting Conover loose and it'll look more well, like... Well, I don't know that they cut Jaron Hall or Baylor Romney loose. Did they cut them loose? Were they throwing the ball all the time? That would be irresponsible of A-Rod to be whatever definitely cutting loose. I don't know that your, amount... Your three of, out of every four plays know, you're throwing. I That's not going to be who they are. I don't know about the amount of throws. I would refer more they'll to... They'll take shots. The, ...the difficulty of the throws. They'll take shots, You know, yeah. the, the throw Romney got... Got hurt on when he gets hit and you know his head hits the uh-huh. the turf. You know that throws downfield. There's some danger there. If you read it right, you're fine. If you don't, you're in trouble. He's fine. Whereas with Conover and man, they were just <laughs> this is like A Rod was calling on all his experience. Right? You put Algier in motion. You throw him the pass. It's behind line of scrimmage. It's relatively safe. Not that we well, haven't seen bad thing things. Behind like, line of scrimmage, so the, the receivers can block. Yep. And the receivers are blocking, they get a 15 yard gain. If they throw it ahead of it, then they can't block until he catches the ball and all that right. stuff. So, right. I mean, but that's it's a why safe, they do, that's a rule thing. That it's they a do. safer throw sure, for a quarterback. They'll have safe throws and they'll, they'll see how it goes. But at the same time, I don't know that that would change. It would, it would change a little. I'll grant you that. There's a little more. Okay. And I think that if we talk to quarterbacks, a little more that, skepticism. That the one thing that's kind of the constant growing up is if you can get, if you're thrown into man coverage, you've done that your whole life. Colleges, those defenses, they'll they'll confuse you. They're going to be more, you know, yeah. more technical. I really don't give a crap what you trickery. did in high school, right? But when you but when you know the safety's playing a run. And you're going to have man coverage over there. That's an easier throw for a quarterback. That's an easier. Yeah, but I don't. That's an easier. They'll deal. see what the nature of the game is. They may not have to use the kid at all. Yeah, well, literally, if, or even when he's in there, because, because the run game might work that well. Yeah, I think we're going to see Algier at the end of this season. We're going to look back at his two-year career at BYU and say, as a running back. Assuming he goes to the NFL, this kid was absolutely phenomenal. And They're really good running backs. It, took, to go us, to the it NFL. took us a while to buy into it because it took them a while to buy into it. They were they didn't even know what position he was playing, and he was a walk on, so he has that stigma. He wasn't a big five star. Not that BYU ever gets any big five star running back. But they knew. Anyway. They knew when they re- they knew when they got yeah. Luke Staley. They knew they had a guy. They knew when they got Harbiunga. They knew they had a big time running back. Yeah. So and and they guys had told me about that before they even stepped foot on campus or when they first got there. So with that in mind, this kid didn't have any form of buildup. But I think when we look back, we're going to say, man, he was special. He was right there with those other guys. And it's possible, remains to be seen, but it's very possible that I'm always going to go right now, from what I've seen, Staley number one, since I've been here, as the best running back that BYU has had. I put I put Luke number one. And I when we're done here in a few months, I could say Algier is number two. And people might want to argue, and that's fine. That's what well, that's the fun let's of it. Let's see how many more 200-yard games he puts up. Yes. Yeah. 
mean, yeah. nobody last week was talking about, hey, I'll bet Algier goes up there and runs for 200 yards on Logan, but he did it. So they're going to establish that. They've developed an offense that has found amount, uh, amount of consistency. A-Rod's been calling plays now for two years, right? So we know what he's going to do. He's going to mix in a couple of trick plays. He always does. He's going to pick his spots and see where they're at. Uh, but I don't think they're going to go. The idea being, oh, that's, you know, this is cliche. You get him a layup so he feels good about seeing the ball go in the basket. Get him a little swing pass so he feels good. That's a bunch of cliche stuff, as far as I'm concerned. You know, that, if they, because if you're that weak, you need to throw a screen pass so you're one for one then I'm really worried about you to begin with. And if you're that weak that you need to get a layup so you feel good about Does Donovan Mitchell need to get a layup to see the ball go in the basket? Probably not. No. 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 So, I mean, that's what Although even what Donovan Mitchell, if he misses three in a row, will go to the rim and try to get something easy. If it's there, but fine. Miss, miss three in a row and then nail a 20-footer. That's what I love. I love guys, anybody, when you're feeling it at that level, and even at the college level, when you're feeling it and everything's clicking, great. Anybody could do it at that, not anybody, but anybody who's good enough at that level can do that. I like to see you turn around and you do something when things are down. Like I've been talking about the Utes. This is the first form of adversity that has been continuing from week to week that they've faced in four or five years. Now let's see what you got here on Saturday at 6 o'clock. And for this BYU offense, all right, man, you may have to go with this kid here and let's see what you got because you recruited him. And I, I can tell you there was a program this summer that was telling him, why don't you come to our program? I can tell you that. That happened. Yeah. College football 2021, baby. We'll just leave that alone. But I can tell you that's a fact that that happened. So there's programs that want the kid. I'm not going to baby him. I'm not going to be irresponsible if I'm A-Rod either. But I'm not going to hold his hand, metaphorically. No, it's time to play, man. You've been in the program for over a year. You've been working, and obviously they've been giving him more reps this week because they know that it's a strong, strong possibility. I'm not making any announcements, so be well, you can't get mad at me. Others, let others who need publicity, let them run their mouths on Twitter and do all that stuff. That's fine. They need it. I don't need it. I'm very secure in my employment. So I've got my audience. And my audience is extremely loyal. They love me, and I love them. We're like Barney the Dinosaur with each other. (laughs) (laughs) The stream of consciousness is beautiful. Don't say a word. See what's right in front of my face? Don't blame me. Somebody put it there. I'm just saying. (laughs) This this, is a microphone. As DJ said, it was beautiful. (laughs) BYU, Boise State, quarterback, purple dinosaur. (laughs) Wait. Don't they play on a purple, almost purple field? <clears throat> no. Well, Blues. I told you Washington was in the, uh, along the Wasatch Front in recruiting, and what color are they? Purple. Right. I can tell you one school, there's a bunch of purple running around today. So there you go. I had purple on the mind. You know? This is not a purple haze. These are purple days. <laughs> you are absolute the best. <laughs> <laughs> 
at the straight guy. There is no Give straight him. guy better than I gave you. Him, I gave him an air rim shot right there. A little air drumming during the show. This doesn't really translate on radio, but it cracked him up, so that's the important thing. And the look. you got to have the facial <laughs> expression, to too. So, yeah. <laughs> that combination was an absolute winner. <laughs> I'm telling you, you're... You got me. I knew Unrespected purple, as a I as knew a Purple man. Haze was coming. I did not know Purple Days was coming. That's what you got me with. <laughs> so this is what these guys are getting paid this cash for. A-Rod, it's up to him to devise a plan to successfully move the ball. Kalani doesn't give a crap. He's stated it a thousand times. He doesn't care how it's done. Just score me points. That's all I want. You can do whatever you want. Just score me points. That's the whole point of this. So, big deal. If they got a third team, inexperienced, blah, 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 blah. In the end, it doesn't matter. Just like last year, BYU chose to play Coastal Carolina. Well, don't tell me after the fact, oh, well, you had to get out, you made the game Wednesday night, and you had to leave at two in the morning to get there. I don't care. You chose to play it, right? You were supposed to win. They you got didn't. Pl- plenty of pats on the back for playing that game. And that's great. And, the, and, it, and it's a reasonable reason as to why they didn't win. But so what? You chose to play it. We and, still and call pat them, 11 them on the back for playing. Yep. We still call them 11 Yeah. And it's 16 out of 17. It is what it is. So now you got this guy, and you've got other talented players. I can make a strong, strong case when I include everybody else minus the quarterback. This offensive unit is as strong as any offensive unit they've had since when. Fill in the blank. Mm, Do you want to go Pitta, Cauley, Max Hall? I was going to say that's probably the most recent. That was that was a really good group. That's, yeah. that's 08, 09, the, 10. Right. you got uh, three guys who played the in the NFL. The Cotton Bowl group was phenomenal. Um, yeah. The two but of the boy, since that, since that group, I don't, I don't think Well, back senior together. year, they were really good. Yeah. With Coates and, and Harleen. And Curtis Brown. Is Curtis Brown at running Curtis back? Brown was a really good running back. He just was a little bit slow for the NFL, but he was good. And Beck was sensational his senior year. And the offensive line with Caress up front, that, those guys were really good. Really good. Especially as they got rolling and peaked and blew out Bilotti and the Ducks. And Bilotti, oh, they can't compete after the game. They can't compete. Shut up! Well, then if they can't compete, you can't compete. Phil, give me more money. (laughs) And Caressa gave me the greatest interview of all time. I asked him one question, and he just rambled. And then he walked away when he was done. (laughs) (laughs) He stormed off, not walked away. He stormed off. That was awesome. (laughs) I wanted to run up and hug him. (laughs) But I thought, no, I'll just let him go. And he walked into the darkness. It was sweet. <laughs> he walked into the darkness. Yeah, if it would have been a cornfield there, that's all we would have needed. But they've got a lot of offensive talent now on this team. And that'll help take the pressure off the quarterback. Yeah. Whoever, whoever or whoever's plural it turns out to be. This is, this is a no-excuse situation. You're home. You've got a great running back. You've got a good offensive line. They don't have a good run defense. Yeah, that's exactly where I was going with they that. Do not have a good run. So defense. holes all to be there, and this kid, when he barely gets past the first level, it's like he's immediately in the third level. If I gave you Algier one hundred yards over or under, you would take the oh, over. Oh, absolutely. If I go and to then we one, go to the third quarter. If I go to one fifty, 
would you take over or under? A buck fifty? That's a big number. Depends on the complexion of the game. Do they need it? If they need it, yes. They're behind. They might be throwing the ball. If they're ahead, then they're they're going to shorten the game, and I assume they're ahead because Algiers running the ball. Well. And then you give it to low, 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 low peeny. The Boise State number is like 191 yards per game they give up. Now, quarterback may run for a few yards. Katoa typically will run for a few yards. Hey, but it would be mostly Algiers. Leighton Vanderbush or whatever his name is, he ain't walking through, through that, that door. door. What's his name, Yuck? Leighton Vander Ashby. You have pretty good clothes yeah. right there. Cowboys linebacker. Good player. Idaho kid. Stayed home. From like a really, really oh, yeah, small like a town. 250 people. Yeah. Yeah. Tiny. Up on the Salmon River. Yeah. One yeah. stoplight. Yeah. Not sure Zero stoplights. <laughs> they don't even have paved roads. I think he went to the bathroom outside. Okay, maybe And not. then he went and got his dinner for the day. Maybe not that rural. <laughs> 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 you have you been to those places in Idaho? They can get very rural. <laughs> have you been to Rupert, Idaho? I've eaten in Rupert, Idaho. You have? Yeah. I've been to Rupert. And I told Scotty, yeah, we're stopping in Rupert. He calls me, what are you doing there? <laughs> I called him Burley. You're not there. <laughs> Standing in front of the McDonald's, looking across the street at a Walmart that's got a McDonald's in it. What's, you what, are there. What falls has the... Uh, where Idaho? Where uh, what's his face jumped over? Tried to jump over. Evil Knievel. Oh, the Snake River. Yeah, Gorge. yeah. Twin. twin. I that think was that Twin. Falls. Is that Twin? twin. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we were there, but the guy with like I don't know if we can name him anymore. We wanted to get closer to home, so we get back on the freeway instead of eating there, and then we go and we stop and Rupert, which wow, my goodness gracious. That was small. So I told Texas Scotty, yeah, we're eating here. He calls me up. What in the world are you doing there? I don't. I said I don't know. But Gordon wanted to continue. We were in. What's it? Is it Twin Falls? Mm-hmm. What's a decent sized town? Twin Falls is a pretty good sized yeah. town. Yeah, called Southern Idaho. They got a JC. And they've got that the falls there. What's it called? Uh, Shoshone. What's it? Something like that. Shoshone Falls. Shoshone. Yeah, beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And they had a golf course. Two golf courses down on the bottom of the canyon. We played one of them. One was private, the other was public. It was absolutely gorgeous. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Coming up next, everything you missed in this show, Bowler, Lincoln Kennedy, Jazz, Utes, Cougars. We'll get to it all next. Stay with us. It's game week for the Utes, and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Utes look to pick up their first ever win in the Coliseum as they hit the road to square off against the Trojans of USC. Catch the Ute pregame show Saturday at 5 o'clock with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Ute football. You ready? Yeah! Than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Reyes on two and one. Taylor. Fly ball to left and deep and gone! Chris Taylor, a walk-off home run. The Dodgers are walking off to San Francisco. They win the wild card. Three to one. Here comes Taylor to the plate. They are mobbing him. The crowd is going crazy. The Dodgers advance to the National League Division Series with one mighty swing by Chris Taylor. 
Dodgers knocked the Cardinals out in the National League wild card. Tense game. Cardinals got a run on a wild pitch early, but could not get a hit with a runner in scoring position. Dodgers got a homer from Turner to tie it up. And then it got tense. Big name starters. They came out in the fifth and sixth innings, respectively. The bullpens took over, grinding their way towards the big hit in the ninth inning to win the game. Yeah, somewhere Bob Gibson's up there thinking, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Getting pulled in the yeah. fifth and sixth inning. 255 complete games. Uh, in the regular season, who knows when we probably had more than that. Uh, I know he did in the playoffs, but that's the way it is. And you knew it was going to be a heartbreaker once you got to the ninth inning. It was going. Someone was. Yeah. It was. Whoever was calling the game said at the end of the middle of the eighth inning, he said, "And now someone is going to win it in their last at bat." Because if the Dodgers take the lead in the eighth, yeah, they win in the ninth and they're out of there. They got the walk off and the place went berserk, partly because of the game and partly because of what it sets up. Dodgers want to play the Giants. Well, Dodger fans want to play the Giants. Giant fans want to play the Dodgers. Teams are probably thinking, shouldn't we be playing the Braves and Brewers? How come we have to go at each other right out of the gate? And these two are over here playing each other. But if you want to get the World Series, you're probably going to have to do that out. I think the team with the best record gets the winner of the wild card game. Well, they're to reseed. Agreed, especially when you have an 88 win division champ over here and a 106 game wild card winner over there. And it's the same thing happening with the Yankees and Rays. They're staying inside the division. Now, the difference is, by record, I don't think that's as big a deal in the American League, whereas it jumps right out at you in the National League because you had two teams in the same division go berserk. And we have plenty of years where nobody wins 106 games, and now we got 106 and 107 in the same year. Yes, so if you just went the team, if, the, if the, the Rays have the best record in the American League with 100 wins, and if you just gave them the team that had the fewest wins, they would get the Yankees at 92. So the White Sox are at 93 and the Astros at 95. But at the same time, you want Dodgers-Giants, and if you waited, there's no guarantee you'd get it. Absolutely, it's not a guarantee. You never know. Two pitchers get going, and then everything right. changes. Yeah, because now... But the 88-win Braves and the 95-win Brewers cannot be upset with the way this has played out. No, but the winner's going to get a team that is really hot. Yep. And has but, been hot all But if season. it had been seated differently, they might have had to play both those teams in consecutive series to get to the World Series. Now they only have to play one. You don't get to backdoor the whole thing. Well, nothing against those other two teams, but whoever comes out of this one, I'm going to root to get to the World Series. I'm an NL West guy. Get the Giants and the Dodgers in the Fall Classic. Yeah, I've been to their been their stadiums both times. I always liked, uh, and I'm I've been to most stadiums. I think I'm about eight short, but there's been a couple that have opened that are new, so I've been to their old ones. And I always said that if I'm going to a day game, the Giants is my number one stadium. If I'm going for a night game, Dodgers. Oh, really? Yeah. I've been to a night game in San Francisco. It is better in the day. You're right about that. Well, there's no question. Most stadiums are better in the day, aren't they? Uh, no, no, no. Really? No. Because then you get heat. Okay, you got me there if you're in Texas and it's no, well, I went to the, degrees. When I went to Pac-12 Media Day this year, uh, we drove down to St. George, spent the night, got up, left at 6.30, drove straight to Dodger Stadium for a Sunday afternoon, 1 o'clock start, and it was really hot. I mean, it was almost, and at times, uncomfortably hot. 
Whereas if that game would have been at seven, you'd be fine. It would be awesome. Yep. When that sun's setting over there. I went to a Sunday one o'clock game in San Diego, and even though it's right on the bay and you'd expect the ocean breeze or whatever, it was totally still. And you just felt like you were sitting there baking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Had your back to the bay. But I have been to giant games, many gay day games, and I've never felt that. You can actually wear a sweatshirt. Sometimes you need to. We had uh my wife and I went for we've been we've done this many times. We'll fly up after work Friday, go to a Friday night, Saturday, and then come home Sunday. And so the Saturday day game, uh it was uh we got there way early and we're out on the right field thing about the, the there's that sidewalk between the stands and McCovey Cove. And so we're out there and this gal comes up to us, Hey, uh we'll give you uh giant uh hoodies if we can put you on the scoreboard and you just that crazy giant fans, blah 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the swag team hooking yeah. you up. Yeah. And suddenly, suddenly Okay. You're the world's biggest giant. Yeah, so fans. we put on and I st- I have it. It's at home. It's an orange with the black SF. And you sent us the video of you doing it on the screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I because remember. it was before the game and but they ran it like in the fourth inning. <laughs> right? And they told us. Shoot it, tape it, put it So in the I'm just going crazy. She's going crazy, but she kind of petered out thinking, are we done yet? <laughs> 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 and I'm used to the TV camera, so I, yeah, I'm just yeah. dancing, carrying on until they said stop. She's like, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you got your free hoodie out of it. Where I'm just going to town. Yeah, plus they gave us like uh, 200 bucks a piece in uh, gift shop credit. Look at you, little mini Danny Ainge guys who don't need it getting well, free they stuff. they just came up to us. I'm, don't, don't explain. <laughs> don't get all defensive. Whenever I do this, you get defensive. Randomly, they said, would that you do good, this? That felt good, Yach, just in case you're wondering. And I said, yeah, sure. And then we went out. I've um, been to lots of games early. No one's come up and offered me free stuff I to know. put me on the jumbo truck. That was random. I got it. And just, then we went out uh, by the fourth inning. It was uh, like the four, in between the top of the fourth, bottom of the fourth. And so then we went out by the screen to film it. And there I am looking like a complete lunatic dancing up a storm. I mean, John Travolta, eat your heart out. Gregory Hines, yeah, I've right, got fine. nothing on me. White Sox and Astros today at 2 on FS1. Fred Astaire, forget you. Red Sox and Rays <laughs> at 6 o'clock on FS1. Fred Astaire. My grandmother wants a word, PK. <laughs> Padres fired their manager, Jace Tingler. You can't talk about World Series and then end up uh, 79 and 83, as it turns out. Well, see, actually, though, that's shrewd. Because if you're not going to get in the postseason, get a higher draft selection spot. <laughs> okay. Right? No. What do you mean, no? It doesn't get you anything if you finish. It's where they got 87 wins. I could have been more entertained. Yeah, but suppose they end up picking uh Bob Gibson, quality pitcher in this uh, uh, selection. Yeah, it'd be great as long as he didn't get hurt like all the other pitchers. Well, I always thought next year was their year because they get the Clevenger guy back. Yep. And uh, I'm hoping so. so. Well, yeah, he's coming back from Tommy John. He's supposed to, right? There's been hundreds of guys have come back from yep. that. So Some guys have come back from it twice. That's true. Uh, I think Hudson, the guy they had coming out of the bullpen that they picked up from Washington, they, he had it twice. Yep, they mentioned it during the game. Oh, they did? Yeah, because he was with the Diamondbacks since I know that. Thursday night football tonight, so you'll have baseball and football, the NFL, NFC West, Rams, Seahawks, 
620 on Fox. The two divisions that don't have a team with a losing record, AFC and NFC West. Two and two get you last place in those divisions. Forget that, man. We're punking Lone Peak tonight. That's what it's all about. You and your high and mighty and your private coaching, we got you. Corner Canyon, Lone Peak. Yeah, this is our 87th win in a row. KJS 14 tonight. Oh, yeah. Dave Fox on the call. I've already got my seats of the bleachers. I'm going to be right there in the 50-yard line screaming at care if he throws a, uh, calls a crappy play. Straight, uh, maybe he'll break a clipboard and give you it as a souvenir. 48 straight is the state record for wins. Duchesne and Corner Canyon both have 48-game streaks. Duchesne's was about a decade ago. Corner Canyon can go to 49 tonight. Set Big the state game. record. ESPN's going to be there. And then if they win, they'll get their 47th trophy that care stores in some storage room. <laughs> Put it over there. Give you a trophy after the game. It's a sponsored trophy. Here you go. Put it next to that state title trophy. Or the one we gave you three weeks ago. They had to build a warehouse for all the hardware they got. True story. <laughs> Justin Fields is the Bears starter going forward, 2-2. Two and two. Lincoln Kennedy was on saying the first four games, first month of the NFC's, NFL season and now the new preseason to shake down Cruz because nobody wants to get anybody hurt in the preseason. So he just shakes off stuff like the Packers looking terrible week one. They won the next three. They're fine. Seattle losing their first two. They won the next two. That's shake fine. Shakedown? And for all the hits he had, that was Bob Seeger's most popular record, Shakedown. That's crazy. You would have thought Night Moves would have been, but no. Yes. It's sh- Shakedown, Breakdown. Because I think it was some theme song for some Miami some Vice movie? type thing. Oh, some show. Remember yeah. when Miami Vice was hot? Yep. Yeah, those guys ripped off the way I dressed back then. Awesome. Ladies loved it. So now the NFL season starts to get real, in Lincoln Kennedy's opinion. And he believes it will not get real for Kansas City. The Super Bowl hangover is going to doom them. The defense will not be shored up. The problems will continue in a very competitive division. Did they not make the playoffs? I mean, for them, uh, if you know, the Super Bowl and you've been seven, there again, it's all about winning it again. Seven, so. Right. Seven teams make the playoffs now. I'd be reluctant to say they can't make the playoffs. You're, so what I, You're I, two and but, two. If you get to ten and seven, you ought to be in. But because so few teams make the playoff, if you make the playoff, I'm also reluctant to say you had a bad season. You may not have met your goal. Fourteen of the 32 make the playoffs in the NFL. Almost half. And I would think that they could... They could get to that. Although it's a tough division, tougher schedule. You don't have gimmies in that division the way people get in other and divisions. And plus football being in it's such an injury-prone sport. Another massive wild card with 13 it's games It's very, to very go. hard to accomplish. So I'm not ready to bury them yet. Not when you got a talent like Mahomes and Andy Reid pulling the strings there. Bills and Chiefs Sunday night game. Bills. It's hard to win a primetime game in Arrowhead. Not many teams do it, but the Bills could do it. The Bills and Wyoming's Josh Allen. One scholarship offer out of some dink town up there by Fresno. Yeah. And it was Wyoming, and he took it. And look at what happened. Does he replace Jim Kick as their famous, most famous alum? Wyoming's, the, the Wyoming legend. Yeah. Football, all sports. Now that's Jim Kick with two eyes. Uh, that's a fact. Played in a softball league in Persephone, New Jersey. Jim did? Mm-hmm. Nice. Went and saw him play. The unbeaten Dolphin team, he was a, he was a big deal. Yeah. 
Zonka, Mercury Morris, three-headed running back position. Lakers have announced Trevor Ariza will be sidelined for about two months. Surgery on his ankle. An arthroscopic debridement procedure. He'll be reevaluated in eight weeks. Not back in eight weeks. Reevaluated in eight weeks. What's that put us? Uh, Early December. Be a month, more than a month into the season. Debridement. There's a lot of jokes there, and I'm going to pass. Good one. Good decision. <laughs> so I think the bigger story with the, the Lakers, I mean, everything doesn't rest on Trevor Ariza. You know, he'll be a role player for him, probably do a nice job. Whatever Westchester highs Trevor Ariza. But on a team full of 35, 36, and 37-year-olds, there's a 36-year-old having surgery before the season tips off. How many more injuries will follow? And not that all of these injuries are caused by age. Some will be, some won't be, probably. Well, he said, I got my injury on your time, so I'm getting my surgery on your time. That's a different guy. Oh. (laughs) The timeline fits the story, but uh, that wasn't what he said. Sure, reason, man. He's had a nice career. He's played for like 10 teams, but man, he's got to make a bundle of money. And the Jazz lost to the Mavericks, 111-101. Jared Butler looking good, 9 of 18 shooting, 22 points, dribbling into step-back He's threes. He's so good. If I'm Mitchell, I'm, fra- I'm afraid. Of what? Playing time. Do I lose my, lose my stature to It's a Jared bizarre Butler? thing for you to say, but on the other hand, every Jazz fan hopes that's true. Hopes that's true. This guy's <laughs> so good, we don't have time for Mitchell. In a sport where five guys are on the court, I don't see how that's even possible, but... Yeah, but only one guy shooting. I think the the thing here is they've sat most of the starters, although Royce O'Neal did start. The other four guys sat. And they sat most of their bench guys. They've got the guys trying to figure out who should make the roster and which of these guys should step into the rotation on a night where there's foul trouble, a night where someone's not playing a back-to-back, or you got an injury. Who steps in? Who goes to the front of the line? Agreed, but I don't know the two preseason, preseason games are showing you that. All it helps is, plus with whatever practices and scrimmages they've had that we haven't seen, is they got to decide who gets the first shot. That's true. Because Deservedly once you get so, the shot, yeah. you got to prove it. You got to capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. And a shot probably doesn't mean you go in one time for 12 minutes, but you get your run of whatever it is, three, five, six games if it's an injury. And then if it doesn't work, they move on to another guy. Okay, let's give this guy a shot. And to your point, what position does he play? What position would they want him to play? You know, he's the, the point guard designation. Somebody initiates the offense, but the Jazz already have three veterans who do that at a pretty high level. So who can he defend, and what role do they want to put him in? Or maybe they want to play someone like Forrest who really can do that and have the other guys in more of a shooting role and not bringing the ball up all the time. I don't have near enough knowledge and haven't spoken to near enough people to be able to make any assessment on that. Agreed, and I don't know that whatever assessment they made now would hold up a month from now. You know, it's, but we'll it's see a work it. in progress. We'll see it, and it'll going, show. Going forward, we will. But nevertheless, I tend to not buy into hype. And I was wrong on Mitchell. I remember guys were buying into hype on him on Summer League, and I'm saying, I'm not doing it. I was 100% wrong. Because he's proven whatever hype he had obviously was worth it. Uh, but I have to admit that watching Butler, particularly last night as it's flicking over between the uh, baseball game and the jazz game, he looked like he belonged. He looked like an NBA player who belongs out there. I'll give you that for whatever game, that means. The game was moving more slowly than an NBA game does. Just the eye test. 
because there were guys who won't be in the NBA and there were guys who will be buried at the end of the bench in the NBA playing most of the minutes, the, he looked like he was moving much faster than the game. There's one highlight, and Locke played it, or Yock played it earlier this morning, where David Locke says that was an NBA move. You know, sure. he's dribbling between the legs into a step back yeah, three. And I'll buy he's it. in rhythm, he's on balance. It looked easy for him. Other he does guys look are very out smooth. There. I'll give yeah. you that. Other guys are out there competing, giving it their all. I mean, this is the dream, and they're so close. And yeah, for yeah, a lot yeah. of them, it can go either way. Right. Right. But he looked like he was just kind of above the fray. Okay. Yeah. I'll go with that. DJ PK, when we come back, your tweets, your feedback. Next. Stay with us. And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Time to chat with Max Tooley. Give us a story or two about your mission. Something that was unique about my mission was I was assigned to speak Mandarin on my mission. Wow. So, yeah, it was quite the, you know, the tall order. Got to serve in different areas where, uh, you know, where specific, you know, Chinese students would be. I loved my mission. That Mandarin's going to serve you well down the line for sure. <laughs> yeah. No about that. We appreciate your time and thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, uh, Max, why Hawaii. Oh, yeah. All right, man. I'll see you later. I know a little Mandarin. Look at you. You just Googled that. No, I did not. I know Waini means I love you. Because... You just told Max Tooley I love you? Yeah, well, yeah, now that I think about it, I did. That's a little awkward. He said it back, though. Oh, this is uncomfortable. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. PK, are you kidding me? The greatest running back performance of all times, hands down, was Jamal Williams' Good Samaritan story. Hands down. What's hands down? Jamal Williams. What about him? Good Samaritan story. I don't know. <laughs> I have it. It's from what do you got, Yaki? two or three years ago. He was on with Hans and Scotty, and they were asking him about kind of his his background. Because he's not a member of the faith, the predominant faith down there in Peru. He's not? No, he's not. Oh. Uh, but he was talking about he had to take these religion classes, which are required of all BYU student-athletes and all students down there, and what he'd learned in them. And let's just put it this way. He had a very unique interpretation of the Good Samaritan story. So would you like me to play it for you guys? No. Okay, well, that's <laughs> it's very unique uh, compared Bloods and Crips to the Good Samaritan story. That's just something He's up entertaining. That. Yes, and it was it was highly entertaining. And that's what it's about. He was always entertaining. Wish him well. And he's already He still is entertaining everything. in Detroit. He's beating the NFL odds. Yeah. I think he's year four or five now. Yeah, yeah the, the average bounces around, but it's and, two and a half to three years, 2.4 or He's got a running yeah, back. Running back. It's a super short average. He's starting for the Lions. Like he's Good for him. He's living the dream. Yeah, good for him, man. He stuck it out. Could have gone other places. No, he stuck it out. I'm a fan of his for sure. All right, here they come. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm in a three-point stance right now. Time for your tweets, your feedback. I got my hand on the carpet. Utah OSB, Raiders game, and no Tony Romo? It's a Christmas miracle. You don't like no Tony Romo? There are people who don't like Tony, and they tweet at me all the time whenever we get a Tony Romo game. Yes, they don't like him. And then there's people who don't like the Broncos, and people feel like, well, either we get the Broncos or we get Tony Romo. And now there's no Romo and no Broncos, so it's a Christmas miracle. I just don't. Care who's announcing the games? It <laughs> you, just doesn't. Matter. You don't, but other people do. Other people will watch a game just to hear Gus Johnson yell and scream and lose his mind. 
Really? Yes. I would not watch a game. Nothing against Gus Johnson. He's fine, and he's entertaining, and he does a great job. But I'm about the game. And I get that, and I believe you, but other people aren't. And Tony Roman does nothing to bother me. Nothing. Yeah, I don't get it either. I, I, I think he's fine. He's good. He's made the transition seamlessly. Gus is really starting to buy into his own hype, it feels like. In some oh, really? Ways. Yeah. I feel like he's really... Because he was here for a game, I'm bad on time. It was a while ago now. He, but like he walked up from a hotel. He was calling an NBA game here. And and one of our producers reached out, got him, and he walked up this to the show. He had zero ego. Yeah, this, I was super impressed. I, 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 I've got he no did, personal knowledge of this. It just yeah. seems like the the recent, what they call Gus Gasms out there, are a little over the top. Oh, well, I, was, I hate guys who think they're, they're all that, and they're so full of themselves, and they're loud, and think their opinion matters. I got it, I got it. It just doesn't make any sense Yeah, DJ, to me. stop it. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. I okay. hate you. That wasn't the point. <laughs> Thanks, Jacques. Thanks for accelerating that. <laughs> I wasn't going there. I know. But... You were talking about yourself, and I got it, and then Jacques came there. in. Yeah. Yeah. I blame you, Jacques. It's a team approach. <laughs> Sadly. Uh, Craig here. And now I'm going to butcher it again, but he sends me a uh, pronunciation for... Uh, debridement, which it turns out is not debridement. Debridement? De- de- I don't know how to pronounce upside down E. Debridement? I don't know. Learn to pronounce. Noun, medicine, the removal of damaged tissue or foreign objects from a wound. I don't have any foreign objects in my wounds. <laughs> and I've got plenty of wounds. <laughs> They're all domestic objects. <laughs> <laughs> Cracking yourself up now. <laughs> Mercifully, we're out of time. Hans and Scotty are coming up next. We'll see you.